on this edition of Money with Friends. Should the world of personal finance talk more about politics? It is a controversial issue that we will be taking on here at Money with Friends. Plus, we have guest co-host Chad Carson, a.k.a. Coach Chad Carson, host of the Real Estate and Financial Independence podcast, joining us fresh off his big Plutus Awards win for Best Real Estate Investing blog. That and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. And welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I am Chad Carson, host of the Real Estate and Financial Independence podcast, coming to you from my cozy little corner in the forest of South Carolina. And this is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape, like Coach Chad Carson. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And now we do it six days a week in about 16 minutes-ish, emphasis on ish. We're working on the time, Chad, right? Yes, <laughs> we're, we're getting it right, yes. We're getting there. This episode of Money with Friends is sponsored by Tiller, your financial life in a spreadsheet, automatically updated each day. Go to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash tiller for a special offer just for Money with Friends listeners and to support the show. Welcome, Chad. It's great to be here, Bobby. Thanks for having me. This is the the last show. I'm kind of bittersweet. I'm sad and excited. Actually, this is the second to last show because now you've just given up some inside intel. We often tape two shows together. So this is the last show taping, (laughs) but this is the second to last episode for you. So how did we do season one, Chad? Put you on the spot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how the audience feels. I know <laughs> I've had a good, I've had a good time. I've gotten to know Bobby. I met Bobby in person recently at, at, at a conference, and yeah, I just I love having conversations about money and getting it out there in a fun way. So thank you for having me. Well, your advice and commentary has been priceless. You have deep subject matter knowledge on the real estate market and finance, and you've been a quick study and had. In- really priceless advice on so many other topics that we've covered on here. Whatever we throw at you, you always have something thoughtful and intelligent to say and really leave us with some great advice to uh, to take to our lives and apply to our lives, I should say. And we do have us with us here. You can tell we taped this live, right? We have with us here our live Facebook Live audience, very active audience today. So we're excited for the show. And we have a controversial headline. So let's see who's going to kick it off for us. This is Lacey from The Military Money Show. Headlines ripped from the financial press only at Money with Friends. All right, Chad, you chose this story. I'll read the the headline is why the world of personal finance needs more politics. And I just want to do a full disclosure. The author, this is Washington Post. The author is Helene Olin, who is a friend and mentor to me, and I adore her. And so I come to the story with that bias, um, but it was selected by Chad. And I think it's a really great story for us all to uh, discuss. Go for it, Chad. Well, and I think this is a very important story. We're, you know, a lot of us listening to this are interested in personal finance and Bobby and I are people who talk about personal finance. And so the story, I'm going to read the story quickly here. So let me, let me jump into the story and then we'll have some conversation about it. So Helene wrote, uh, spending a few days at FinCon in 2019, and FinCon's a conference that a lot of us attend who create financial media, spending a few days at FinCon 2019 shows the limits of the non-political approach to improving your financial life. The vast majority of sessions are devoted to teaching attendees how to tell their story so they can profit from their pers- personal finance passion. Typical sessions include topics like how to get booked and paid to speak, how to build a $1 million blog, 
Over and over again, the, the systemic problems facing Americans are simply accepted as a given and unfixable and tossed back onto the individual for him or her to solve. Rarely mentioned are the political system's many contributions to the common economic troubles. A session on debt management points out bankruptcy is not necessarily the end of the world, but doesn't mention, say, how a senator, Joe Biden, led an ultimately successful push to, to make bankruptcy harder for people to access, or that then Professor, uh, Professor Elizabeth Warren lobbied hard against those changes. So I want to read some more uh, there for a second, but I, I do want to pause there and get Bobby's take as well, because you know, the, the initial reception I had to this article, I thought it was a very helpful article for me personally as somebody who creates content because I had a little bit of a, a gut reaction, a, a knee jerk reaction when I first <laughs> read it. And I said, you know, no, I'm trying to defend my friends. I'm trying to defend the you know, people in my in my space. But, you know, as I stepped back from it and thought about it, the, the first impression I had was thank you to Helene for pointing out that there are other issues that perhaps we're not talking about, we're not thinking about. And, and so I, I think that was that was healthy. That was helpful. This is a healthy conversation. I think, yeah, oh, so I want to see so, what you first, first of all, said on that. Well, first of all, I do want to remind everyone, we do tape this show live in front of a Facebook audience. And we do also include audience comments from those who cannot be at the live taping or also who can want to do both that we get through our Instagram at money friends pod. And we did take a survey because we were curious what you guys thought, whether the financial media, especially independent financial media, which is generally what is at FinCon should be integrating political issues more into their content and into the conversations that they, that they have. And so we did ask, we put up Helene's article on our Instagram stories and we asked our audience. So does the world of political, excuse me, does the world of personal finance need to be talking more about politics. And what do you think, Chad, our audience said? The two, I'll to... say, wait, the two choices were it's all connected. And then the other choice was focus on individual. I think the first, I think most people are going to say it's all connected, but what did, what, what did they say? That's interesting. No, we had 29% said it's all connected. Oh, and wow. the winner was focus on the individual at 71%. And so that was really interesting. And we did have a comment though from Vincent and he said, Congress makes laws, laws matter. So he was clearly on the side that says we should be paying attention to politics. And I think that's an interesting point. Um, that this community kind of disagrees with Helene in terms of our completely unscientific poll. I think that, well, clearly the existence of the show is in of, in and of itself a statement that Joe and I do believe that macro issues, which includes political decisions, um, not necessarily taking sides for which party, but just addressing what is happening in politics. These are topics that Joe and I often, and you, all the, all the guest co-hosts often do discuss on money with friends. So we clearly do believe that what is happening in government, we often discuss if there's a new law that could be coming that can affect our savings, that can affect our retirement, our taxes. That is often discussed on this show. So clearly we are in, in the ballpark that you don't have to take political sides to acknowledge the macro issues and the impact of political decisions on our economy and on our personal finances. So that's my take. So now you had a gut reaction, you said. What was your gut reaction? Yeah, the, the gut reaction was just defensive a little bit saying, and, and I think I'm going to read one more line that I think will be kind of what I'll respond to per, uh, in particular. And it, um, the quote was, it's not that the financial stars and would-be financial gurus attending FinCon are apolitical. Mo many are, most certainly are not. It's that, the, that few of them link the two in their works and few of them link the politics and the, the personal finance. Now, 
I, I think we have room to improve. So that's why I chose this article. I think we all need to put this in discussion in the limelight. But I, I think I think the author also needs to, needs to go a little bit deeper in the community. I think, I think that was my knee-jerk reaction, that if you studied people like, for example, my friend Tanya Hester at Our Next Life, and to say that she doesn't bring up health insurance uh, regularly in a conversation and, and actually have a conversation about it. I think blogs and online media are one of the few spaces where we could have conversations on issues that are, are productive and constructive. Um, other people like the podcast Queer Money by David and John, mm-hmm. clearly, clearly bringing up uh, political issues. Yeah. And so, you know, all of these are, you know, th- these are examples and maybe they're not the most, they're maybe that needs to be expanded, but I, I think that, that it is changing. I don't, I don't think it's, uh, it's all, we're not talking issues. We are talking issues. I think there's a lot of variety in there. And FinCon to me is one of the best examples of a lot of a variety of people getting together in a space and, and talking to each other and learning from each other. And, and so that was my defensive knee jerk reaction. At the same time, I think, I think we have a lot of room to grow and do better on that. I like a comment that Greg has left here in our Facebook live um, stream. He says there's an important distinction between public policy and politics. And I think that brings up an important point that you can not take a political side, but still acknowledge what's going on in the political world and in le- in terms of legislation that is impacting. And later in the article, um, Helene does go into a discussion with our friend Andy Hill, by the way, also a Plutus Award winner, talking mm. about changes in childcare and in education and things that have happened in the New York City area in New York. And he was not fully aware of those changes going on and that that could in fact help situations where he is in Michigan. And so that awareness and integrating it, I think that's the point that she's making, that we should integrate it more into our content. So I also had the, I just saw a comment from Jim, maybe you can pull that one up as well, that you know, the, the world of personal finance and politics, it is so closely intertwined. But I think a decision a lot of us as media producers have to decide is who is our audience and how can we best affect change on them? So I, when, I, when I think about it, it's kind of like when you think about the nurture versus nature as a parent. You know, I'm a parent of two young kids. You know, are there genetics that go into my kids being a certain way? And do I have any determination of that? No. I mean, it's, it is what it is. But do we parents you know, choose to ignore the behaviors and ignore what we can do to influence people. And I think a lot of bloggers, podcasters look at it that way as well. It's not that, for example, affordable housing isn't an issue that we should try to tackle. That's kind of in my sphere, for example. But for me, talking one-on-one to my blogger audience and to my podcast audience, me helping them house hack and reduce their expenses by $1,000 a month so that they can afford a duplex in San Francisco, that's a much more empowered way that I can help that person for me to tell them, you ought to go to your local county and tell them that they ought to change their zoning. How much does it, how much does that affect the life of my listeners? So I, I think it's knowing your audience, understanding what you can do to affect change and deciding issue by issue, which one of those is something you can actually make an impact on. Right. And just to include just Jim's comment a little bit, he does say that both are important, but as a blogger, I'm writing for an individual and trying to help them solve a specific problem. Addressing political issues is important, but I don't think a blog is the best way for me. And then Dylan has another comment if you want to share that, Chad. Sure. And I just put that up on the screen as well. Yeah. Dylan says, happy to say I approximately the 10 to 15 percent of my longer conversations at FinCon discussed systemic issues. And so, you know, unfortunately, most won't take a stand in public forums for fear of backlash. And I, I've had a similar experience. So the, I think my experience, because the public forums weren't as political, a lot of the, the conversations in the, in the hallways were very interesting and deep and about health insurance, about changes. So that's been my experience as well. 
And let's get in one last comment. This is Sandy um, addressing Jim, actually saying, I'm personally very political, but on my site, not so much. What I choose to include are policy issues that can affect people's finances without picking a side per se. I think that's a very healthy approach and a nice way mm-hmm. to kind of end the conversation. Any before We're not going to get to takeaways till we uh, talk about our sponsor, but any final uh, comments before we wrap up the conversation, Chad? I think our audience said it really well, so I'm going to leave it. Leave it with Sandy's comment. All right. On that note, let's talk about Tiller because Money with Friends is brought to you by Tiller. You can manage your money 10 times faster in a spreadsheet with Tiller. It's the only service that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances. And unlike financial apps that force you to compromise, spreadsheets are fully customizable for your needs. Tiller makes them even better with automatic daily feeds of your spending balances and transactions. So you don't have to put all the data in over and over again. So you just connect your banks once and you can see your transactions automatically updated each day. Basically, set it up once and you don't have to do anything else. Go to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Tiller for more info and a free, free gift. I think it's actually a big discount. They just changed the offer, but I think it's a pretty big discount, guys, um, from Tiller for the Money with Friends audience. And a reminder, it is on the Stacking Benjamins website because Money with Friends is part of the Stacking Benjamins family of podcasts. And by the way, if you guys want to read these articles in full, you can go to moneywithfriendspodcast.com or moneywithfriends.net and go to the schedule. Just look at the date that it was either filmed, or, excuse me, taped, or the date that this first um launches, whatever the uh, original date is that you see it on your podcast player the first day that it was available. And you can see a link to the articles and read the full article. And uh, you can also, by the way, get information about Chad and our other seven regular guest co-hosts in that as well. And our socials, one last plug at Money Friend. Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and on Twitter. And if you do that, you can participate in our audience polls and get a shout out on the show. All right, time for takeaways. Chad, you want to go first or second? I'll go. I'll go ahead and take it and let you have the last word. So I, I, I think politics and personal finance decisions are closely related. That's one of my big takeaways from the article, pointing out that it's, it's really difficult, on, particularly on some issues, to separate when it's personal and when it's political. So depending on the issue, that's that's the case. I do think we all have a choice, though, of which sphere, the politics or the personal on that issue, we're going to try to make the most impact on. And because a financial blogger chooses to teach people how, for example, in my case, how to house hack in order to reduce their housing expense, that might be the most important thing I can do for that person. In another case, it might be talking about health insurance and saying, hey, it's really difficult to get health insurance in our country. So I I think making a thoughtful decision on when, when an issue is something you can impact and when it isn't is is part of our job as financial content creators. That was very well said, Chad. Very thoughtful, you. as you always are. Thank you. I try. <laughs> so first of all, not surprised such a wonderful piece came from my dear friend, Helene Olin. So everyone should definitely follow her on all of the socials. It's just her name. And also make sure to click on her story so she gets lots of traffic on her story because we love Helene. <laughs> my takeaway is that as content creators, we should all work to be more aware of putting what we say in the context of the laws, which are always changing. Think about how the political decisions to create things like tax-favored retirement accounts, like Roths and HSAs have changed the discussion. We can't just write and create content in a bubble. And we can amplify the message of those who are working through the political system to improve everyone's finances. In the article, you'll see there's a big childcare example. That political decision, which impacted my community here in New York City, having pre-K, 
it also frankly doubles as free childcare for four-year-olds. That is a huge financial game changer for so many of my neighbors. Awareness and putting advice in context should not alienate our content consumers. All right, Chad, where can people, uh, what's going on over at, uh, at your podcast and your, your award-winning real estate blog, Coach Carson? Yeah, CoachCarson.com. I'm still writing about real estate investing, financial independence. And each week I'm also producing episodes for the Real Estate and Financial Independence podcast. So people want that kind of that kind of education and topics, some typically apolitical, um, but I'm definitely going to address some issues as well that impact you and your your money. And don't forget to get on all of Chad's mailing list because he does a lot of free webinars, which are really awesome. So definitely get in the mix, whether you're house hacking or just want to kind of make more proactive decisions and know more about the real estate world. There's a lot of amazing knowledge that you can gain. Um, A lot of it, you know, you give away a lot of knowledge for free, Chad. So that's really a great thing that you're doing for the community. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks for being here. And thanks to all of our friends who joined us as well. We'll see you next time. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebell and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is Caden Thompson. And for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends.